What's going on, guys? So you know what I'm really tired of hearing about? Is like when people complain about being tired and um, they're always looking for something to give them energy, you know? So there's tons of ways to get renewed energy. Um, we've all tried the bangs, the Red Bulls, uh, the monsters of the world. But what you don't know is about Onward. Got it right here. So check it out. So what it is, is Onward is created for people on the go that need a quick pick-me-up or just someone sitting around at work that just needs to uh, finish out their day. You know, they got that 2.30 feeling. Um, Onward gives you the support for your immune system, allows you to sustain energy, enhances your mood, and optimizes your focus. So where can you get this Onward? Easy question. Go to Strong Tower Nutrition. They carry all the fitness industry's top brands that are better for longevity and your overall health. I say they, but I mean we, because Strong Tower Nutrition is my store. Go online to stnutrition.com and you can pick up your own Onward there. So the main question I get about Onward is all the time, how much sugar is added in this, um, in this supplement? So here's the thing about Onward is there is no added sugar. There's no added sugar because it's all created, it's created actually with all vegan ingredients. Uh, Strong Tower Nutrition offers the peach tea, the pineapple vanilla, the cool lime, and the orange mango. I mean, you all see them, you see them right here. Go to stnutrition.com because what we're doing for podcast listeners, if you go to stnutrition.com, you can get 20% off. If you type in the word strong, S-T-R-O-N-G, type in the word strong and you'll support Strong Tower Nutrition and you'll support the podcast because guess what guys, we love you. Um, so go ahead and get this energy energy in your system and quit complaining about staying awake. You know, just wake up, grab yourself some Onward, stnutrition.com, try it out. Today's guest is a graduate from Penn State. He's an engineer slash powerlifter slash smart guy. Um, he knows a lot about a lot of things, which seems to be a thing for engineers. I don't know what it is. I know a couple of them, and they just know a lot about so many different things, not just their particular um, specialty. So, this uh, this guy, he's a very cool guy. Um, I haven't got to talk to him uh, in a long time, so I thought I'd bring him on the podcast just so we can uh, kind of hang out and just uh, relax, have some fun. So, um, let me introduce you guys to my guest on the Strong Tower podcast. Mr. Ben Steele. Robers were saying like if you're a sports specific athlete, you don't necessarily need to deadlift. And no, I agree with what you were saying. You're saying you know you could deadlift many different ways. Yeah, you know, hey, you're deadlifting for time under tension, or you know, um, you know, burnout sets, or whatever you choose to do. You don't have to do the one rep max type deal although i did read an interesting article about how some cyclists 
um, I mean, you know, cyclists, their whole deal is, hey, muscular endurance type of deal. Right. And some um, doctor was talking about how he worked with uh, a guy who was a collegiate swimmer, and they were talking about how they created, like, this 45-minute lifting program, essentially is what it worked out to, of, like, you work up to heavy loads, but you're only doing it every so often inside of your normal training cycle. So, yes, they're lifting heavy. But at the same time, it's like they're using trap bar and they're like, okay, right. you're doing like three sets of five, but then you're hopping right on uh, the bike and cycling for like an hour afterwards. Right, right. So, like I said, you don't have to train the, hey, I'm going to do a powerlifting where the singlet and the belt and the straps and do yeah. a one rep max. Yeah. 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 And that's what I think, um, like, I, I don't think he was saying it like that, but I feel like that's how he was saying it because he's a strong man. I agree at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and before he even said that, like he's, he mentioned how he hurt himself doing deadlift because he was doing it wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you attempt a deadlift like Brian Shaw, where he's so scientifically like focused on like different lifts and um, he has that lift down to a science. And because um, you ever seen him deadlift? Oh, yeah. He rolls it towards yeah, the Yeah, that's actually how I like to do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I tried it, but... Um, it kind of messes up my mental thing that I have. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? It's one of those things where, you know, like I, I coached track when I was in college and a little bit after college and through high school and whatnot. And, you know, I coached, I don't know, 100 plus athletes, uh, specifically pole vault. And, you know, when you do that, you find that different cues work yeah. different for different athletes. So, like, that one thing you told this kid isn't necessarily going to work for this kid. So, you always have to find that thing that works for whoever they're working with. I mean, right. for you, the rolling thing may not work. But right. for somebody that's like, oh, that's the thing. For them. Right. Exactly. You know, you kind of got to pick and choose your battles of what, you know, what's the mark for said person. Right. So. Yeah, because I like to, um, I should get down to like a squat and I like have the bar extended and then I'll stand up like halfway to where my um, hamstrings are extended. So my knees are, um, like fully extended, right? Um, and then I just like I sit and boom, sit and pull like real fast. Like I don't, I've tried so many different ways, and you know, I mean, that's just the one thing like mentally that really gets me through it. I guess. I mean, you know, whatever works. I mean, yeah. like the most I've ever pulled was five thirty, right? And I did that rolling, yeah. but I was also pulled five hundred plenty of times in a sumo stance with basically no rolling whatsoever, and. Yeah. Also doing similar thing, we do a squat and just right. pull it that way too. Right. It's just you gotta find what works for you. Oh, exactly. You know, it was, um, and you should think about it too, like the strong men's like Brian Shaw and uh, and uh, Thor and yeah. Eddie Hall. Those guys are monstrous figures. You know, yeah. six nine, six ten, four hundred some pounds. Well, not Eddie Hall. Eddie Hall is short. He's short, he's like but five, he's ten, the freak of the group. Yeah, he is. You know, yeah. I think he's like six three or something like that. Is it really? He's still pretty big, but I mean, standing next. He's to tall for a normal. Yeah, he's yeah, tall yeah, for a normal right, person, right. but standing next to you know giants. Yeah. So, like, for them, they're they're going to be the the outlier when it comes to things like that, too. Right. I mean, because if you see how wide their stance is, you know, they're probably oh, yeah. what most people would call conventional. Yeah. But, like, you know, the dude's got, like, a four-foot wide stance. Yeah. You know, you and I aren't going to do that. You know, 5'9", I'm not, oh, yeah. like, my hand, my feet the whole way out here without trying to pull soon out. Yeah. So. Actually, like, my, it's like, my legs are almost close together where I'm just using quads almost, but they're not. Because I also tilt um, my feet out, you know what I mean. So then I can I can pull with my whole lower body. You know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. I like my legs close together rather than far apart. Um, 
Because that's the, I think I took that tip from Brian Shaw was to, what did he say? Was to tilt your feet out like a little bit like that. Like a flying. Like a like duck foot. You know I mean? Yeah, duck yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than straight forward. Um, but that's, I mean, that just came natural to me. And then every, th- every time, you know, it just, I don't know. Things just go a lot smoother. You know what I mean? But, oh, yeah. I mean, like I trained both sumo and conventional. Yeah, and, I hate sumo. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> a I can't lot of people it. hate it. You know, they, they have that whole thing. Like, okay, full sumo eat butt type of thing. They're like, you know, the outlier. I'm not all about that, but yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, I mean, but you have to think about it too is like, they all have their benefits. So like, I train front squat, I train back squat, I train yeah. sumo, I train conventional because you're getting a little bit from everything. Do you front squat like this, like the bodybuilder, or do you do it like I do the, double under? Double, double under. Yeah, it took me a long time to teach myself how to do that. That was just more so just practice. Yeah. And even then, like if I don't front squat on a regular basis. I'm not stretching regularly. When I go to do it, it's like, yeah. ooh, that kind of hurts a little. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because I used to do that too. And then, um, I don't know. I don't know why I stopped. Because my wrists were actually starting to get more flexible. Yeah. And, but I guess it was just, I wanted to go heavier, but I couldn't because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like, I definitely could because of the squat. The squat wasn't heavy. Oh, yeah. But, um, just my wrist, the pressure I was putting on my wrist was just like, I was like, ah, I can't do it. Yeah. That's, that's like a lot of people, when they look at the front squats, they're like, oh, I can't do that. I'm like, when you do a front squat, it's not really, you're not supposed to be pushing huge one rep maxes. Like, I've lifted really right. heavy on front squat, like 300 plus pounds. Right. But at the same time, you know, you work that flexibility and find yeah. where that happy medium is. And there's lots of ways to sort of cheat to, not necessarily cheat it, but uh, make it easier for you to use front squat without having that flexibility. Like, I've seen some people use a safety bar. And they hold the pad of the safety bar like this. Yeah. I've seen like a lot of really big strong men do that just because of like, hey, I don't have that flexibility. Oh, yeah. Or I've seen guys where they'll wrap the straps on the bar and they'll hold their wrist straps like this. Because, I mean, not everybody's going to have amazing flexibility. Like the one buddy I lift with, horrible flexibility. Right. Strong as a bull, no flexibility. Right. And that's one of his big weaknesses. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I I just got a safety bar not too long ago and I love it. I love switching between the regular bar and then the safety bar. Um, I actually want to try one of those bamboo bars. I've used them though, like the uh, what, yeah. they, what are they call the uh, not hurricane bar. Is that what they call them? Something like that. But they're bamboo. But yeah, I mean yeah. it's more for like stabilization and they're stuff like tough, that. But it, they're really tough. Yeah, like, you don't even you, have to put nothing on it. Pretty much, like you put a hundred, yeah. you put forty fives on your side, and you try to bench it. Whoa, oh, what's yeah. going on here? Yeah. yeah. And your chest would be sore for days just for that one set. Yeah, because yeah, it's all that stabilization muscle yeah. that you don't use normally. Like exactly. when people are like, I'm going one line you now. They're exactly. not thinking about all the little stuff. You know, I used to do a workout not that long ago where you just put one plate on the one side of the bar. Yeah. And you and have you to stabilize. stabilize. Just yeah. like that same deal. But, I mean, when you take use a bamboo bar, that just takes that whole thing to the next level. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But, I don't know. So what, um... So, like, I've, I've trained with you before, mm. and it was weird because, like, I come from, like, a bodybuilding, like, background, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, like, come on, explode, explode. But I'm so used to contracting, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But look, what got you into that? Like, did you play a sport or something in high school or something like that that made you, like, into more explosive? Yeah. Movements? So, I ran track um, most of high school, a little bit of college. I was a pole bowler. Right. You know, with pole boarding, it's all about being really quick and explosive. Mm-hmm. 
So it was more so you got to be explosive on 99% of things you do. When you're, fat, when you're running, you are sprinting. When yeah. you hit the pole, you are hitting that thing. Right. When you swing, you get a snap on it. So that's where I kind of got into the concept of being a little more explosive. But, you know, I, I do train a little bit of everything. And um, I do do some of the bodybuilder motions, the slower concentric stuff. But yeah, it gets boring. It gets, it gets <laughs> it real does. boring. And that's, and that's I can't do that. So, like, I usually yeah. rewrite my program every, you know three to four months right because to really see great progression in a program you need that length of time and most people don't even stick around that long in programs they get right. bored they yeah go, oh, i just don't want to do that it's boring like, yeah. well you don't get big and strong from just you know hey i'm gonna go there and do five curls and leave yeah, yeah. exactly yeah you know, that's the biggest thing i have when people ask me to help them with training they're like will you train me Okay, but you're not allowed to complain. Yeah. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm not going to be nice about it. Yeah. That's and all they're going to do is complain. You know? Exactly. I'm like, so you basically paid for me to come torture you so you could complain? Yeah. And what's the thought process there? You know, I always laugh when um, right now I'm helping out probably about five or six guys on a regular basis. And they're all really funny because I'll get mad at them because I'm like, dude, stop trying to keep up with me and wait and do the right thing. Right. And I'm like, yes, the goal is to be explosive, but if you're not even close to hitting the right form, why are you even trying? Right. And they're going, well, I'm kind of doing it. Well, kind of doing it isn't I'm good. doing it. Yeah. When, you, when you're driving, are you just kind of driving? driving? Yeah, come oh, on out, man. Yeah. I find it funny because a lot of kids are like, like kids. So when I was coaching, I coached a lot of kids, uh, middle school through high school and some college kids too. Right. And you know, you always get those freak athletes that you, Hey, do this thing. And okay. Boom. They do it. Yeah. But 90% of your, 98% of your kids are not going to be that type of kid where they're coming in and they're going, yeah, I got to let you do it. Yeah. Or if they are, maybe they are, you know, cognizant. Maybe they are really good with body control, but they're not quite as athletic. So it takes them a little longer. Right. So um, you, you always run into that bout of where do I say, hey, try it again. I think you can do it. And, excuse me, and, um, no, I think you're doing the wrong. Drop your weights yeah, yeah. or just try it again in a different function. Like when you train them, do you work out with them or do you, are you like standing there like telling them what to do? I'm usually working out with them. So like there's a group okay. about five of us that I'll work out most days together. Yeah. On any given day, it's three of us, but every now and then it's about five of us. Yeah. I kind of hate it sometimes. Well, I mean, that's something I tried to never do. Yeah. Um, is because of that reason. Like they're yeah. they're worrying about the weights too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It took it t it took us a long time to get to what we're lifting. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We didn't start lifting this overnight. Exactly. You know, I remember like I was in my basement. I was stuck benching 80 pounds forever. I couldn't get past <laughs> 80 pounds. Yeah. You know, but now I'm benching over 300 and like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's one of those things where like, strength is a long-term game. Yeah. You know, you always, like I said, you're always going to get those 2% that are just freaks. Yeah. That just, they come out of that gate and they're just strong. Yeah. You're going to run into those people. Oh, exactly. But that is, and that's what what blows me away is the one kid that I help out, he's kind of stubborn sometimes. Like, he's definitely he's strong. strong. Yeah. But he's real stubborn in the fact that sometimes, I'm like, you don't have to do that weight. Like, you can do, like, drop your weights and yeah. do the working sets like you're supposed to. Right. Rather than, like, well, I want to hit this weight. Let me hit that. Right. No, we're not supposed to peak for that for three more weeks. Do exactly. the working sets you're supposed to. And, you know, it kind of blows me away when you're working with kids like that or adults even. And they just don't have the patience to stay the course. Oh, yeah. 
But again, you learn because like again, like we were like that. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but then it takes time and it takes experience to like get through that. Like I remember the first time like I really got into lifting and I started um seeing my body change and then I started um I told myself I was getting into a bodybuilding show. Mm-hmm. So then I found a show that I was actually doing. You know, so once I started training for that, I thought I was better than every, everyone in the gym. No matter what, I don't care if they were stronger than me or what, I thought I was better. Yeah, you get that and mindset. Yeah. You get that mindset sometimes. And that's, I think, why a lot of people don't like bodybuilders. Yeah. Because it's such a selfish sport. It's all about me, me, me. No. And, like, I'm never going to knock a bodybuilder because... You still got to train hard. It's hard no as hell what. to train. I mean, you got to stick diet. to the diet. The diet is 100% the hardest part. Exactly. And you got to come in. You got to hit that cardio. You got to hit your weights. You got to do everything if you want to look good on stage. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have the guts to stand up there and go, I want to stay on stage and look good. Exactly. You know, like a bunch of people ask me, like, would you ever do a bodybuilding show? I'm like, no. And they're like, well, why not? I'm like, I don't ever have a desire to have that affirmation from some judge to tell me, hey, you look good or you don't look good. Exactly. That's a that's a self-image. I'm like, hey, I think I look good. Yeah. And for me, that comes from being strong. Right. Feeling healthy. Right. And just if I can look in the mirror and step on the scale and go, you know what? I look good. That's half the battle right there. I mean, and long-term <laughs> goals, you're never going to be that stage shredded either. And you know, right, like, right. I see so many people that have like body dysmorphia so bad. Oh, and yeah. I definitely had it too. Yeah, I still had it. I still it, yeah. had it a little bit. Yeah. But you see it all the time, especially with like girls that get on stage. Oh, yeah. And they come off uh, their prep and then they get off stage and then they just consume, consume, consume. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I'm allowed to have this. I'm allowed to have that now. And they gain like 20 pounds in three weeks. Because they're walking around weight is like 50 pounds more than what they got down to. Yes. Because they're, cause they're uh, competing in bikini. Exactly. And, yeah. uh, and they just, their hormones get whacked out and then their mentality gets whacked out. I know more girls. And after a few bikini shows, they said, I'm never doing it again just because, like, yeah. their mental state was never worse. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad it happened to me when it did because, like, I thought I, my goal was to be a pro bodybuilder. Yeah. Like, that was my thing, you know. Um, and that's what drove me to do everything was, like, I – people ask me um, – how did you know how to pose or whatever? Because I did my first show without a coach. I did it myself. I had no, I'm not even, I didn't have close to the knowledge I do now. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. I don't even know how I did it. You know, I think I looked online and stuff like that. I just did cardio every single day and night. <laughs> like, I remember leaving um, my wife Heather's house, like, um, late at night and doing cardio at night. Um, waking up early in the morning, doing cardio in the morning. And I had no reason I had no reason why I was doing it except for I can't look like shit on stage. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to look good. And then I watched YouTube videos of, I think Sean Ray, you know who Sean Ray is? Yeah. Yeah. I really like him. He's got a lot of really good insight on like coming up in bodybuilding. Yeah. He's got a a lot healthier mindset about it. Well, well, yeah. If you watch him, um, when he was competing and training and the way he ate and all that kind of stuff, like he was... If I had to look up to anyone, it was him. Definitely. Um, the way he looked, I was just like, that's what I want to look like. Yeah. You know, I don't care about these big dudes. Yeah. Like, Sean Wright wasn't the biggest. But he looked He was great. big for his frame. Right. Yeah. He, and, like, they say he was the um, uh, the 212 champ before the 212 or exactly. whatever. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Because that's yeah. what he was. I mean, he just looked amazing, dude. Oh, yeah. And, um. And that's who I watched his posing over and over. He always had a great posing routine. Oh, yeah. And he was very good about making himself look much bigger on stage than yeah. he actually did in reality. Yeah. 
I mean, and, and that's like if you see these mass monsters and you just look at them, you're like, that's cool that you can get that big, but like that's not the name of the game, you know. As Arnold says, hey, you're a sculptor, you're sculpting your body, man. You yeah. want to look good. Yeah. Just being big isn't good enough. Yeah, I think I think the whole big thing is like definitely coming down now. Oh yeah. Um I mean it was cool when it happened, you know, with Ronnie Coleman and yeah. stuff like that. But it was impressive. And Ronnie Coleman, he was like I think the heaviest he was was like three hundred pounds and he was shredded. Yeah. You know, that's another animal. Well that's again, genetics too. That's your that's your point oh five percent or that's then, not your one percent. But then again, like I, I was thinking about this to myself the other day, like Okay, if I was to get there, who would I want to be like? Because I see Jay Cutler, who won it four times, and he's like thriving in his supplements and his mm-hmm. clothing and the social media world. He's thriving, and he's only won it. He only won it four times. But then you look at Ronnie Coleman, won it eight times. He's one of the greatest, you know, to ever do it. But he has had thousands of surgeries it looks like he could barely walk <laughs> yeah i know, you know i watched that it's I like watched that what would i rather choose i'll let jay cutler yeah i don't care if i win it four times i, I yeah. don't need to win it once well i think you but, like when you get to that level you can't say hey i want to be this person or that person yeah. you know once you're getting to that point where you're starting to get notoriety and you're getting fame right you kind of have to make sure that you're genuine in yourself because when you get to those points where oh, I'm going to emulate this person or that person, yeah. I think that gets you into trouble too yep. because you're like, you stick yourself in a box and then you're afraid to expand into other things. Well, and also people notice that. Exactly. They're like, oh, he's just trying he's, to be like someone. He's so. fake, yeah. Right. Exactly. And I think that's why you know people like Joe Rogan explode yeah. because he's just so genuine. Like, hey, this is who I am. I'm not going to try to be anybody else. Exactly. And just, that's what I love listening to all this stuff. He's just like, hey, this is my honest opinion. You know, if I think this is cool, I'm going to yeah. tell you it's cool. And Trying to take that concept and like live it is yeah. tough because it's so easy to fall into that trap of like, well, this person's doing that, that person's yeah. doing that. And like, oh, I was on Instagram, this person did this, I should do that. I think that's how like I feel um, so connected in a weird, I don't know, it's a weird way, but like to Brennan Shaw because he's, I don't know, he's like this big dude, right? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't try and act like a tough guy. He's so you know goofy. what I'm saying? He's yeah. he's goofy. Yeah. Um, but he was always like that, even before he became a comedian. You I know, I think that's why he's he was such a good fighter and he's such a good right. And he doesn't lie about how his fighting went. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he doesn't act like he was tough. Um, like he said, uh, yeah, I acted like I was tough back then. Like when Kimbo when they introduced Kimbo Slice into the Ultimate Fighter, that's when I used to watch. Um, I was big into MMA back then, and um. I remember that happening and the camera got on Brendan right when he said, um, uh, what do you say? Like this fucking guy or something like that. Who cares about this <laughs> yeah. guy? Like I could beat this guy or whatever. And, um, and that was like, everyone knew Brendan for that. Exactly. Well, I mean, he, he always spoke his mind. I think that's right. more so that not him trying to be a tough guy. That's him just saying, Hey, I know I have the talent to beat this guy. Yeah. And that more so comes with confidence and experience too. I mean, it's the same thing with lifting, fighting, anything. Right. Once you get to that level where you're like, I have control over my body. I right. know I work hard. You have that confidence of like, I can do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, I get it every now and then too. We're like, so people are like, that looks really tough. And you're like, I, I can do this. I know I can. Yeah. Like, uh, kind of with anything. Like, lately I've been doing a lot of renovations for friends and stuff. Homes. Right. And they're like, have you ever done this? I'm like, no. And they're like, well, how do you know you can do it? I'm like, I just know I can do it. Yeah. It's different. Like when you do it enough, you see things like that. You just go, oh, I, you know, that comes from experience. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's why Brendan always stood out in my mind was more so him just saying, 
I don't think I'm the toughest or the baddest. I just know I have talent and I want to compete. Right. And he also tells how, like, he cries and he's nervous and, he, like, he's very, like, vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Like, you think of a fighter not being that way. Oh, how can you not be? You know what I'm You're saying? getting in a cage with another guy who's probably worked just as hard as you have. Right. And guess what? It's anybody's day. They want to kill you. It's right. anybody's day. Exactly. Well, I mean, you kind of have to have that mentality when you're fighting, too. Like, yeah. You can't be friends with that person in your mind. Right. Even if, like, hey. Even you if you're best work. friends outside. Exactly. Right. You cannot have the mentality because yeah. then you're going to leave something on the table and they're going to take advantage of that. Right. But that's like anything. You, know, yeah. you can't leave that on the table and go, oh, I think I can work through this. No, you have to be that either fight or flight mentality. Oh, yeah. And that's why I think, um, like, what you saying, like, oh, I think I can do that. Like, I was like that with a lot of sports. Oh, yeah. And pretty much, if I touch, like, uh, that sounds a little gay, but <laughs> I was going to say, if I, if I touch a gay, uh, not a gay, if I touch the sticker of ball, yeah. like, I could pretty much do what I wanted. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never played lacrosse in my life. I was good at it right when they handed me a stick. Mm-hmm. Um soccer i hated but i was good at it so i played it you know like different just different sports um i was always like that like australian football i played that i was good at that yeah you know but um i don't know where i was going with that but (laughs) (laughs) more so the experience and just knowing hey i have the confidence to be able to do yeah x thing yeah i mean i don't know what gave me that confidence i think it was just being just knowing myself and just saying and not being scared to put myself in that moment a lot of people are you know really I mean? scared to try stuff, and I think yeah. that's where a lot of fear comes from. You know, because the worst thing you can do is not try something that even if you want to do it. Right. You know, I, I talk about it. Yeah, I did that a lot yeah. when I was younger, like when I was yeah. like a kid. Me too. I was like, I want to do that, but I'm afraid of because I hate failing. Oh, yeah. That's my oh, biggest yeah. thing. I hate failing. So, like, fear is my biggest motivator. Everything like fear of failing is like one of my biggest motivators. And anytime in college that I always did the best was always when I was like, man, I have to get an ailment this test or whatever. Right. I have to turn this paper and get an A. Right. And it's the same thing with like anything else I do now. Like someone else is counting on me to do this thing. I have to make sure it's right. I have to make sure it's good. Right. And that's one of the things that always kind of motivated me. And especially with sports too, when I was younger, like I was saying, you know, I was afraid to fail. And then when I learned that failing was okay, that's when you really learn how to really be good with your body and learn about yourself and go, I can do that. I've yeah. never done it, but I can do it. I'm not, right. maybe not doing it the first time, but I can do it at least maybe five, six times later. I had to pick a woman. To fight a man? Two women. No, no, or no, two, no. two women, women to fight? Two women. Uh, most of the women I think about fighting, like I think about like MMA women. But you know who looks tough to me is Scarlett Johansson. I think she looks mass. Yeah, she looks tough. Cause she's like or Cameron Diaz. Cam Diaz, she looked at that wiry frame. Yeah. And those people like like look at John Bones. Oh yeah. You like yeah, he's wiry. She, I feel like she's, she's kind of like that. built like that. Like she's probably got that like snap on a little on her like fist or whatever. You know. Trying to I can see Scarlett Johansson up with some ass. She's got kind of like that like athletic build. I don't, I don't know. Like you have to see like Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah was man. You definitely know she was yeah. mad. That's a whole different. She can fight cyborg. <laughs> like, I feel bad for cyborg. Oh, that's <laughs> She probably got her own reach too. <laughs> yeah. Cause she is, yeah. Cause her arms are husky. Yeah. Damn. She probably get winded real fast, but let her get one shot, it's over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that's the thing though, like you never really see like women in that light either. What, like fighting? Yeah, because I mean like they're always supposed to be like that motherly, like 
the common sense to our not common sense. Right. I mean, because you think about it, like, as men, we do a lot of stupid shit. Yeah. I know my girlfriend's always like, Ben, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. I'm like, but I think it's a good idea. You shouldn't do that. And nine times out of ten, I'm really glad I listened to her. I don't know if my wife tells me that. I think I tell her that. (laughs) (laughs) Is she the impulsive one in the relationship? I think so. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't say that my girlfriend or I think we're either. kind of the same. Yeah, you guys are very similar. I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah, You're both, like, pretty measured. Yeah, I mean, because you know, like, how people say, like, oh, she's everything I'm not, or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, we're kind of the same person. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think I I think I'm more um, independent because I can be by myself a long time. Oh, yeah, definitely. And stuff, but, like... And then she, she's very, well, I guess, I mean, if you kind of, if you think of it socially, um, she's a lot, like a hundred thousand times better than me socially. Oh yeah. You know, she she's a people, social she, butterfly. She well, talks to also, everybody. She, like people are attracted to her, like coming up, like just being friends with her, you well, know? she's just such a friendly person in general. Yeah. I don't know why, <laughs> but, um, but with me, every, but I'm the opposite. Like, she attracts people towards her, and I push them away. Like, like it's funny because she's always like, oh, there's girls that, like, talk to you at the gym. I'm like, there's literally not one that talked to me at the gym. See, that's, it's that's just the way I look. I don't know what it is. That's one place that I'm usually pretty friendly is the gym. And I don't know whether that's just because people look at me and go, he looks like a nice guy. Right. Or there's like, he looks like, you know what I'm doing? I should, I should talk to him. But, like, I always have a lot of friends at the gym. Like, when I first go to a gym from new there, I don't feel like people want to talk to me because they kind of, have, like, look at me like, oh, that guy's kind of a cocky asshole. Right. But at the same time, like, once I've been there, when I'll start talking to like, oh, you know, like, I have a whole group of friends at the gym. Dude, I got, like, no one even talked to me. And I worked at that gym. I know. And they, people still didn't talk to me. And I saw the same people every day. Yeah, I still have friends that I talk to from that gym, too. Yeah, and people never even, um... Yeah, so I don't know what it is about me because I'm not. A, I don't come up to you first. I think that's what it is. I don't either. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't come up to someone first, but if they come up to me, like I'm nice as hell. You, you are a very nice person, even when I'm lifted. Yeah, like I'm not a grumpy like, oh, get away from me on during my set. <laughs> Everybody knows one of those people though. Yeah, but um, I'm not like that at all. Like I grew out of that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I think that's up. that. That's that young uh, like ego mindset of like it a is, 19 man. and 20 year old kid. Yeah, and I think they get those from that um, body, those bodybuilding videos. But no, I mean, I'm very, I'm very humble. I I came from humble beginnings, like starting lifting and all that kind of stuff. So I want to help other people. Um, But some people just don't want to be helped. So, dude, you got me. You got me there, man. So many people they'll say, "I want this or I want that." It goes back to what you were saying earlier. Yeah, just do it. I mean, so many people just. I want this. I want that. But they have no, like, will to go after it. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know what it is. And it's always about weight loss. Always, always, always about weight loss. Well, that's the gimmick, man. And that's what sells. It's just like sex. That's yeah. the easy sell. You know, sex sells and weight loss sells. Because guess what? Yeah. When you lose weight and you get skinny, you're sexy. Yeah. And everyone wants to talk to you and you're so popular. It's like, no. you have, People need to learn to be comfortable in their skin. Right. And with, again, with social media, it's so tough. Right. Because everyone can filter, do this, do that, and make themselves look great. Nobody looks perfect ever. Right. You know? And it's also about, like, quit looking at weight loss as something that you need to do or something like that. Like, 
Think of it as it's going to be a journey. It's going to take a long time. Oh, it should be a lifetime thing. You're not exactly learning how to be it's healthy. About being healthy right? Yeah. It's not just about losing that weight because then what? Because you can go on Herbalife or whatever you want to do and lose weight. Can we talk about that pyramid scheme later? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's that's exactly what it is, and just like everything else, I mean, I can name tons of them. Oh yeah. Um, when I first started getting into fitness, I had five or six different people message me. Um, the first lady got really pissed at me because she went through her whole spiel, and I didn't know what it was at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can make six figures? Hold on, tell me more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had no idea what a pyramid scheme was. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that this was coming towards me, you know? Um, so she was telling me about it. So I got all excited, and I started telling – I think she was friends with my grandma or something like that. And I started telling my grandma, and she was like, oh, you know, she that's a pyramid scheme. I was like, what's that? And she explained it to me. I was like, oh. She was like, yeah. Um, she's like, I can guarantee you she doesn't make six figures. Oh, they she, that's what she told yeah. me. But, um, and then I had other guys come like year after year, after year there was different people that came out of Woolwork trying to recruit me because their stuff has health and fitness stuff and I'm in the health and fitness industry. Right. You have the look. So, sell for them. right. And I'm, I'm a horrible salesperson. So <laughs> I hate sales. So yeah, uh, dude, I hate it. Like that's why I was working when I was working for that shop. I, um, I, I tried to become a better salesperson, but then I realized, like, I don't want to just sell things. I want people to actually use it because they need it. Yeah, that's you know? the, like, the, if you believe in a product, you're not selling it. You're, well, you're selling it, but you're not making a sales pitch you don't believe in. Exactly. And, I, and that's the... And I'm not going to bullshit you and give you something that you don't, that you shouldn't use. Oh, that doesn't make sense. So many people like GNC is a perfect example. Oh yeah. Well, you should try this and you should try that. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I came in here for multivitamins and I left with protein and a pre-workout and DCCAs and this and that and 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 I spent $150 and I'm probably going to throw all this shit out. And 90% of their stuff is filler. Well, that's why they, they, one, they make commission and they have 16-year-olds trying to sell you stuff. Oh, they're like kids between 16 and 19. And then people are over, overweight too. You know, you very rarely see like muscular people or like girls or like good shape or anything like Go that. Go to GNC. Yeah. And that's why um, I just saw an article that they're closing like 900 stores of their stores. Well, I think that people, they're realizing that model doesn't work anymore. Right. Brick and mortar stores, exactly. they're great for certain things. Right. But things like that, they do not stack up, man. Right. I mean, with like places like Amazon and Bodybuilding.com, I yeah. get half my supplements delivered to my house. Why would I leave? That's true. But I think there is. I think that's why brick and mortar is still thriving a little bit. Oh yeah. Because one, people don't want to go to a corporate like GNC or Vitamin Shop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they rather support like their local. local. Um. Also, that the formula they use with the their selling and they're making commission and they're just trying to push, 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 mm-hmm. and then and then also like they're not telling you the right things. You well, know, most of those kids don't even know what happens. They don't know what they're talking is. about, right? Like yeah. I've gone in there and tested them. Oh, I've, I've done like, it a few times. Yeah, they tried to tell. There's one kid tried to sell Heather something, and he was telling her what it was for, and then uh, we walked away and we we're like, oh, okay, thanks. I was like, that wasn't even close. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, like two years ago, I had to work out of town for like three months. Yeah. I was up in like North Jersey and it sucked. I was living in a hotel and it was terrible. Um, but like I ran out of pre-workout and I was like, shit. 
and we were working super long days, and I was like, I was relying on pre-workout oh, yeah, to took my motivation to get to the gym. And so I was like, all right, there's a GNC down the road, I'll go there. And I walked in there, and immediately the kid was on me. He was like, can I help you with? And I was like, just buying some pre-workout. And he was like, we got this, this, this. I'm like, I already know what I'm getting. But he was like trying to tell me to give me this line of shit. Yeah, it's different. When you know someone, like, when I remember when the people used to come in the store, and I could tell, like, if they're going, they're gunning for something, um, it's different. Yeah. You know, and I can tell they have muscle. I can tell they work out. Like, okay, they know what they're looking for. You know, I'll, ask, I'll be like, yo, what's going on, man? Like, how you doing today? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. Other than that, I'm not trying to push nothing. The whole pyramid scheme thing drives me nuts. I just saw this yesterday on my Facebook. A girl that I uh, know posted a thing. Looking for two models for my friend, blah, 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 blah. You can learn lose up to 25 pounds in 30 days. Bullshit. Like, come on. Like, actual weight loss takes time. You know, like, actual fat loss takes time. Like, you're not going to drop 30 pounds and... And, and, you know, 30 days and keep that off. Yeah. And they Most also of, don't know how to eat after. Oh, dude. The, they use these shakes and stuff to supplement, you know what I mean? Well, it's just calorie restriction of a different kind. Exactly. It's like any of the diets. You know, when, when your dog starts to get fat, what's your vet tell you? Quit feeding them so much food. Right. So it's the same thing with people. Calories in versus calories out. If you eat more calories than you're burning, you're going to gain weight. It's right. that simple. And all the diets, the carnivore, you know, the keto, the counting your macros, all of them are just calorie restriction of a different kind. It is. You know, I, yeah. I, I count macros, yeah. but I also look at calories too, because right. like there's days where I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to hit my macros. Right. But as long as I'm like, hey, you're less than your calorie limit for the day, or you're at least close to it, you'll be fine. Right. But like just knowing how to have a healthy relationship with food is so difficult for so many people. And I think that's one thing that's really missing one like kids are growing up is like teaching them actual nutrition. Like think about it, like when we were coming up, the food pyramid. You should have oh, so yeah. much bread and all cheese and this and that. And Dairy. And, and they told us how many stuff. times eggs are good for you, eggs are bad for you, eggs are good for you, they're bad for you, coffee's bad for you, coffee's good for you. Dude, everything is so bad for you now. Oh, it's every it's everything. everything. It's trying to sell something. This is bad for you to try this. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's our consumer mentality too. You know, like we're always looking for the newest and the best and the brightest and everything. Well, it's like uh, my mother-in-law posted something on my wife's uh, Facebook saying something about some kind of plastic is bad for you. I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know what else the, the media says? Oh, the sun's bad for you, but being inside is too long is bad for you. I'm like, okay, make up your mind. What do you want me to do? You know what I mean? Like, my dad has a great saying. I don't know where he got it, but he says it all the time. You know, it's excess and moderation. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a... Uh, Anything in excess is going to be bad for you. Exactly. Too much water can kill you. Yeah. But you should drink lots of water. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. People are like, oh, I drank my gallon of water. And I'm like, well, that's good. Do you also know that you flushed all the minerals out of your system when you did that, too? Yeah, that's cool. Because you just peed it all out? Yeah. And they're like, well, I take my vitamins. Well, yeah, you just pissed all yeah, the all. <laughs> you, you just wasted $20 that's of vitamins. About, yeah, yeah, that's about what happened. Yeah. I, I think that's funny. The... When people hop on these gimmicks of every kind, you know, whether it's uh, Herbalife or the, uh, what's the other one? The Advocare, Arbonne. Arbonne's like the latest one that I've been seeing everywhere. Like a couple girls that I know on Instagram, I've been trying to like push it. They're like, you get these fizz sticks and this and that. If you do this, 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 and this. It's just like the cup we're in the princess house shit of our parents' days. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, it's like that Avon like makeup. Oh, shit. dude, it's the same and thing. Stuff. And the, yeah. the jewelry party. The jewelry party, right. It's all the same sort of business model. Hey, let's take 
stay-at-home moms or people that work from yeah. home. I want to make some more cash. And let's make them our sales people. Yeah. Let's make so them, they can make us money. Yeah, let's make them buy our product. Yeah. So they have to hold the stock and you know the actual price point there. Exactly. And we'll we'll sell them at ten percent of whatever our cost is. And they have to sell it marked up at a hundred percent of what we sell it. Right. So then they won't sell it. They'll be stuck with it. It's like that whole little lemon thing. Right. You know, same type of deal. There's there's tons of those schemes. And it's funny because like you can ask someone that does that stuff to explain them how it works. No, they can. But I'm like, okay, break that on paper and look at the shape it makes. Yeah, that's half of it right there. Boom, 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 boom. It goes up the line. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, well, how is it different from what you do? I buy from people and that's it. You're buying directly from the manufacturer. Whatever I make, they don't get any of. Right. You buy so at a I'm negotiated buying. price, that's about and it. then you sell at a price point that makes you money. Right. That's how businesses work. Yep. <laughs> Most people do not that's understand about that. It. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people really don't understand. Because I've gotten that too. Oh yeah. Because they see what I do, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh well, you're, how what's yours? How is yours different than mine?" Yeah. I'm like, "Um, that's like, I tell them exactly what we just said." Yeah. You're buying so, it from a manufacturer. Yeah. That's different. And that's about it. That's the only time I pay them. They don't get any of what I make. All right. So, yeah, works like that. <laughs> I think it's hysterical how little people actually know about business. Yeah. I, I think that goes back to, like, school systems. So I think, like, the public school systems need to change. Like, there's so many times, like, when I was sitting in school and I was like, how come we don't get taught anything about taxes? How come we don't get, like, business classes growing exactly. up? Like, why? Yeah. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't be telling us that stuff. Right. Well, you need to learn algebra. You need to learn how to write an essay. Those things are important. I'm not knocking those, but take six months and teach kids how to do taxes. Yeah. Take six months and tell them how to do financial analysis. Yeah. Take a month and teach them how to do, hey, this is how loans work. Yeah. Like I had a buddy, we were just talking the other day. He was talking about how, oh, he's like, dude, my, my college loans kill me. And he goes, I had no idea they were going to be this bad when I took this loan. Yeah, you know, and Sally Mae and Navient and whatever you want to call them now, because they yeah. brand every year because their ratings suck. Oh yeah, and they just they're they're almost criminal because they don't right. explain what it costs to borrow money. Right, and I think that's the biggest crime is they just don't fully explain. Hey, we'll give you money to do this thing, but our price for you to borrow our money is going to be this. Yeah. It sounds great on paper, but then you get to the point where you try to start paying, you're going, whoa, 12%. That doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. Yeah, and then you know that you can't, that you, okay, so what if you did all that college and you're like, because you think you're going to get a job in what you just went to school for. Right. What if you don't? Yeah. I, I worked at, um, when I was 19, I worked at a um, grocery store as a security guard. There was three people there that went to Penn State. Oh, yeah. That worked there. I have, plenty, I have plenty of friends who went to college. Got a degree, don't even work remotely close to whatever they went to school for. Exactly. I mean, like I was, I've known that I was going to be an engineer since I was like five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just one of those rare people. Like, this is yeah. what I'm going to do. A lot, a lot of people do go to um, get a job in what they right, do, right, right. But um, most of the people don't nowadays. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I think a lot of people don't really explore what they actually like. You know, because right. our I think our age group is a lot more into the concept of excuse me. You know, finding a job that they actually enjoy. Right. You know, because we grew up in that era of kind of like, hey, our parents helped us out and supported us enough. So where yeah, we have a little more. We're kind of like half and half with everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get full like of that. But now we're like in the era where like the people, the kids under us are going to be like, 
small business owners and yeah. stuff like that because that's what's growing. You know, yeah, a lot of people are starting their own business. Right. Back I love that. I love going to small businesses too. Yeah. Yeah. Like my girlfriend and I went to uh, Shinkatee down in Virginia. Okay. And we went to this little taco place that was local. It was a great little local taco oh, place. Oh, yeah. yes. And they're like, yeah, you'll find some of the best stuff at those little places. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we used to be a food truck and we finally opened a brick and mortar store. And I'm like, you guys are awesome. Yeah. Like I bought their hot sauce. I bought one of their t-shirts. We went there three days in a row. I didn't care because I was like, your shit's awesome. Exactly. And chain restaurants are great, but they also suck. Right. They're great when you're traveling. You're like, man, I'm hungry. And you know what the food's like already. I know what this is already going to be like. I'm just going to go there because I know what's there. But they suck when you're like, I want a great meal. Yeah. And you go to Applebee's and you pay $35 and you're like, I can't think of better shit. food at yeah. home. Well, that's the things I love to cook too. So and like, cheaper too. Oh my God. Usually yeah. the best stuff is cheaper oh, and it's yeah. good. And you do a lot. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That's the thing is like, I love cooking. So all the time I'll just be like, we're going to make this and we're going to make that. My girlfriend's like, how do you know to make all this stuff? I'm like, well, my mom, my grandmother, great cooks, but you just kind of learn. Yeah. You just, you try and see what works. Yeah, I mean, shoot, a lot of people, a lot of these kids now don't even know how to cook. It's called a microwave, then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, like growing up, it was funny because my mom wasn't that like big of a cook or whatever. So like when we came home, um, and she had a long day at work too. She didn't get off till like five or something like that. So she didn't want to like cook us anything. It was always fend for herself, like find something you can eat or whatever. So I learned how to like make stuff. Um, not just the microwave, but like other things. And then, you know, getting into bodybuilding, I learned how to cook my own food. And well, you have to learn how to cook your stuff. own food and it's important to know what's in your food too. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of the stuff that people eat is terrible. I mean, right. like I had a pop tart earlier today. They're delicious. I love pop tarts. I will eat them all the time. I will never stop buying them, but God, they're horrible for you. Yeah. They have so much sugar in them. Yeah. They're, they're so good. And Would you have a pre-workout? Yeah, I'm going to the gym after this. I was like, oh, I had to have a little bit of something in my stomach. It, it just came out with a chocolate peanut butter pop tart. I was like, oh, baby, come to pop. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're good. Yeah. I had to stop because I was eating them because, and then, like, pre-workout. Oh, yeah. yeah I wouldn't work out. I'd be like, oh, damn, I'm hungry. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, nah, man. I mean, I was making, like, I, I taught myself how to, like, make my own pancakes and all that kind of stuff, like, and then getting into bodybuilding, uh, I was learning that, like about like nutrition. I pretty much taught myself like nutrition because even though I went to school for it, um, they didn't really get in like into in depth. Yeah, about it. They skimmed a lot of information. Yeah, and then, then like nowadays you see documentaries come out like what the health, and you get like other. A lot of those are scare tactics, though. Like yeah. a lot of those document, like you, anybody can make a documentary. Like you right. and I can make a documentary now about anything. Yeah, they don't have to be found with any kind yeah. of science, and it can just be about like what we believe. Yeah, we, like, that's pretty know, much what a documentary. Yeah, is. we can right. make a documentary like, oh, this water bottle here is the best kind of water bottle there is, and yours isn't good because yours has weight. Well, mine doesn't. Yeah. And here's all the reasons why. Right. They don't have to be found with any type of science. And it could be the same water. Exactly. It could exactly. be the exact same water. We yeah. could. Oh, I could have just took this water yeah, bottle, filled it with tap, and yours could be the same deal. People would never know. Exactly. You know. And then, uh, did you see that scare video? That they put out about like processed cheese and real cheese and, and uh, it was all about like different foods that people shouldn't eat. And I think the yeah, thing that stood out, yeah, <laughs> the, the thing that stood out, they were like they had processed cheese. It just like burned and charred, and, yeah. and then like the natural cheese melted. So I watched like another video um, from a woman who was actually a scientist, and she like debunked all of it. Yeah, I thought it was hysterical because she explained why like 
everything they said was basically wrong. Yeah. And I thought that was hysterical because I'm like, this was just totally a scare tactic video. And but like, who comes up with these ideas? They're like, let's make a scare tactic video and let's see how many people watch it. Like, is it for like, like, No, it's what they believe. But like, how? This is seriously what it's seriously what they believe. It's just like um organic versus regular stuff. Do you know the difference in organic? Stuff? Like, I really don't care. It's more expensive. No, no, like literally. Like, so is. like the FDA has like grades of like when you put labeling on food. It right. has to have, like, a certain percentage of that has to be true. So, like, when it says organic, it doesn't have to be 100% organic. Uh, it can be, like, 70% organic. Yeah, see, that's what... And it's and, like, so expensive. expensive. Yeah, like, I just saw this the other day. Yeah. Like, bananas are bananas to me. I don't care, like... I don't know if you sprayed it with whatever, you know what I'm saying? It tastes the same to me. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Same yeah. with chicken, the same with all this other stuff. And, and like... Well, that's the other thing that blows me away is when people are, like, complaining, oh, this is healthier. I'm like, yeah, it also costs more money. Yeah. It's a way for you to pay more money for the same thing. It really thing. is. It really is. The yeah. only thing that really disgusts me is stuff in cans. Oh, I can't eat canned food, man. Yeah, no, I struggle. It does. I eat tuna. I eat canned tuna. Oh, tuna's canned. different. I love canned tuna. Tuna's different. But, yeah. like, um, Becca the other day, like, she bought canned potatoes. Oh, that sounds terrible, dude. I'm like, that looks disgusting. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, but it's good if you put pepper or whatever. If you smother it in seasonings. I'm like, no, not at all. Just the, the thought of it looking, just the look of it in a can was nasty. That's like uh, like canned corn and stuff like that. I'm like, that's Ugh. pretty good. Corn? Ugh. Dude, you strain it. It's pretty good, actually. Dude, I can't stand corn. Really? You're not a corn person? I, I can eat it. I have no problem with the taste. <laughs> I have no problem with the taste. It's like something about the look of, especially in a can. Corn on the cob, I'm fine. I love corn on the cob, man. But corn in a can looks gross. It looks like someone just like put it in their mouth and like swished it up and then spit it back out. <laughs> oh, now I can't eat canned corn anymore. That's what it looks you, like. You ruined canned Because it is slimy. Right? Wait, are you talking about like uh, cream corn? Oh, no, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, the canned corn looks the same way. No, like the, the kernels oh, are just like in water. Yeah, but it still looks the same to me. It's, it's, it's still it's it's still It don't look like the um, corn on the cob, though. Oh, it's definitely not corn on the cob. Right. I think, I mean, that's the only corn I can eat. And I'm not really a big corn person. I don't feel like it does anything for me. Well, I mean, like when you think about it, like when you eat it, like, it comes out the same. Yeah. So what, that, what, what, what do you really get? It doesn't from? break down. Right. Yeah. So. But think how much like stuff from corn is in food. <clears throat> right, and that's that's good. But then like But the, like are you getting the same nutritional content? Like even if like you break it down and ground it up, whatnot, and then you're eating it, like if you're eating corn it comes out the same as you like when you want your mouth. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to tell. I mean it's hard to tell with any food what kind of nutritional content you're getting because of the way things are cooked, the way they eat things are It's true, because nutritional content changes when you cook it. Exactly. And there's only certain things you can eat raw. I don't think I'm smart enough to have this conversation. No, me either. Like, I'm smart, but I'm also kind of really stupid. Yeah. Like, I'm smart in my own areas, and I just I stick to that. Yeah. And I try to learn about other things, but at the same time, like, I'm down. No, it's just not. like we're both sitting here with questions with no one to answer them. We have Google, you know but at the same time, I don't trust Google. No, no, no. Because no, we yeah. definitely Google the wrong thing. We'll pull up an article with some you know, scare tactic person wrote. You know what's funny? Sometimes I'll watch podcasts and stuff, and they'll Google something. They're like, oh, what's on the Wikipedia? I'm like, why do you look at Wikipedia? Anybody can edit that stuff. That's a, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, it's like um, Daniel Tosh. Uh, someone he had like a thing for a while where he had people go in and like edit his Wikipedia. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, like they like explosive. they had it said that he was like dead, and then they had the whole thing go around that like, oh yeah, Daniel Tosh is dead. He's like, I'm not dead. Someone just changed my Wikipedia page. Oh, I just saw. Oh, because we're going to talk about that Larry Wheels thing. Oh my god, dude, can we talk about that? But um, but there's another one. Jeremy Jeremy uh Bon Dwen Buendia. Buendia. He did yeah. it too. Yeah. But someone, I saw someone change his to um, his Wikipedia page. What they changed it? Something about like 
something about his penis not being big or something. But it was funny. <laughs> what? Why, I don't even know why is that always the first insult when people like try to insult dudes? Like your dick's small. Like, I like, don't even know. Yeah, it's demeaning though. What's but like, how would it be demeaning? Like if some random guy told me my dick was small, I'd be like, okay, bro, like cool. I mean, true, but at the same time, I know it's regular size. So, <laughs> but like, wh- like, why is that always like the go-to? Like, oh, he probably got a little dick. I don't know. I think for guys, because sex is just like a like such a masculine thing. Yeah, yeah. Same thing like, like being gay. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a good again questions with no one to answer. I mean, well, I mean, it's like it's like girls with boob size. Yeah. I'm like, who really cares about, do guys care about boobs anymore? I mean, I like boobs. I like boobs, but not like some dudes do. Some guys. I'm not like, oh my god. I have a buddy who's, who's definitely all about it. He's like, he's got really? really big boobs. Yeah, he's all about the big boobs, man. They have to be real or fake? I don't think he cares. Because you I can mean, tell. Like, I mean, you have that saying, you know, I can ski on fakes, no, I can play with fake boobs. Yeah. Yeah. I think it goes either way. It's, it's kind of like preference. Like anything else. Oh, but yeah. I mean, if I had a choice, I'm going with a nice butt. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, all day. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, man. Fake boobs, they just don't do it. Like, it's just weird looking. You know what I mean? If done wrong, I have definitely seen some that were Oh, yeah, definitely done wrong. But I'm just yeah. talking about, like, you can, like, I can tell if someone has it because they're just so, like, perked up. And they're just so, like, it doesn't match the girl. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's kind of like Kim K. I'm just like. Like, you look at her butt and you're like, doesn't match her legs at all. I was like, oh, yeah, that's a, yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect example. No. Yeah. All right, so we want to talk about this Larry Wheel thing. But, um, oh, yeah, go ahead. What, what do you think about all that? <laughs> I mean, like, I, so I, well, I didn't read the whole story, so I know he beat his girlfriend or something. Supposedly. Supposedly, uh, yeah. So there's no evidence to substantiate it. Um, I saw pictures, her eyes were fucked up. So I did see, I didn't see all the information. I just caught on to this today, and I watched a little bit of her video. I watched about five minutes of her video. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, she posted on YouTube. Um, she has audio clips that she kept of him when they were fighting. Now, audio clips are one thing. Video is a different thing. Um, I'm not sure how to feel about it. Like, if he did it, shame on you. Because didn't he talk about, hey, his mom was in an abusive relationship and this and that. Yeah. But at the same Sucks. time, if he didn't do it, why? She tried to take him down? You know, did, did he hurt her emotionally that bad? Or, like, is it financially motivated? Or is he really just a piece of shit to be funny? You know what? I mean, I have no idea. I mean, so more information gets out there, like... Because I hate being that person that automatically accuses someone because of what the media put out. Yeah, exactly. I you know was Because I thought the same thing about Sean Roden. Yeah. But then they um they came out with more information. I was like, oh, dude, he's guilty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, did you see all the shit that came out? It was like, oh, yeah. Homeboy definitely looked there. Dude, they had DNA. Yeah. Like, of his um, spit on her nipple. Oh, yeah. From trying to suck on him or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, um, dude, man, I just don't even, like, bodybuilding, they, they've come so far. And yeah. they're so close to being on, like, national television. And they just took 10 steps back. And then, dude, there's not even, I don't think, I don't think they ever will now. I don't think it ever will. It's such a niche thing, but it became so big because of social media and getting more hype and whatnot. Everybody wanted to look good. But then when you do stuff like this, you get three guys in a row that all 
pop out and get accused right away. Yep. Now, I didn't look much into the Buendia stuff. I mean, I saw the headlines and was like, yeah. oh, Buendia got accused and whatnot. I think I looked more, because I did a podcast about um, Sean Rudin's thing. Okay, yeah. I so I think that. I knew more about that, but like the Larry Wheels thing I just saw, um, I just Buendia saw thing I just saw, yeah. I kind of looked over it. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, like, I don't care about Buendia. He's piece of shit. Like, like um, but Larry Wheels just seems like a good dude. Like, yeah, Jeremy Buendia, he, he always seemed like a little... Um, like a douchebag to me, but you look at him kind of as a douchebag. Yeah, I mean, and he's very, but he is like helpful to his family and to his um, heritage. Oh yeah, I he's like that. Filipino or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Sean Roden and Larry Wheels, man, I just I don't know what's especially. I think Sean Roden's a bigger deal. Oh, I agree with that because I mean, of course, what he did was a bigger deal. But because they actually have actual evidence about that, he's also the reigning Mr. Olympia, mm-hmm. and now he can't compete at all ever. Right. Yeah. So, and, and if you beat women, that's like the lowest form to me. Like pedophiles or rape. Pedophiles, <laughs> rapists, women beaters. Right. Like yeah. Honestly, like pedophiles, don't even take them to prison. Just take them out back and and put them down. Yeah. Rapists, same kind of deal. Yeah, man. Woman beaters, I, I don't think you need to take them out, but same time, deal. like, what motivates you to try to beat a woman? Like, it's, it's something within yourself. Oh, it's a psyche thing. It is because when you, if you're that much of a pussy <laughs> that you have to hit a woman, you know, I think I just like that makes me sick because yeah. like. I don't care how mad you get. I don't think. I don't care how strong you think you are, how hard you are. Especially like the dude's fucking strong as hell. Oh yeah. Why do you need to hit a woman? Yeah. You know what I mean? That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um. Because that's why I hate Greg Hardy so much. I want him to fail in the UFC. I want him to get kicked out. He and he just won the other night. Shit. Yeah, he just won the other night. I'm pissed. Well, it's like there's so many guys in the NFL same deal. Like, yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. It's it's the whole. It's the but I hate to right? say it, man, but why is it all black dudes? <laughs> There's plenty of white dudes out there that are just... Oh, like, oh no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I but definitely are, but... It's just easier to vilify a black guy. Yeah. It's easier to vilify a black guy because in most people's eyes, like, there's still racism to go around. Oh, yeah. So, to say, oh, this black guy beat a woman, headline. Right, right, right. You know, white guy beats a woman, oh, yeah, whatever, it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's like the whole Harvey Weinstein stuff. He's just a rich white guy. They're like, oh, whatever, trust you, put him in a row. Yeah. But if that was a rich black guy, oh, dude, they are taking him out. They are hanging him in the catalogs. I think it would be different. Though. It, it was, if it's Because Harvey Weinstein, not also rich, but he had power. Oh, yeah. He said, if you don't do this, I'm not going to give you this part. Right. So that's saying, that's that's his thing. Um, I think it would have been the same for a black dude. Because right now, I just don't think it matters. I don't think it doesn't I think when you get to a certain point up high, like with money and power, it doesn't matter what color you are. Oh, well, 100%. But to, to the know? same degree, though, like if you are black, you're definitely getting the book thrown at you. Right. I mean, the whole thing with R. Kelly, he deserves that. But oh, but, oh, yeah. R. Kelly's a piece of shit. Oh, my God, yeah. But at the same type of deal, like people like him, it's super easy to vilify him. Right. Same thing with Bill Cosby. Right. Now, both of those guys deserve nothing but the worst. Actually, I think it was harder for Bill Cosby because everyone saw him as a nice dude and, and a funny guy. He had that persona of like... Because for me, it was hard. Dad. Exactly. Because yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I would never thought... Well, Bill we Cosby were watching him. Right. You know, and he was the friendly dad on the show. Right. My, my parents took him to go see him live comedy when I was like five. No, I fell asleep, but... Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I could... Like, I couldn't see him do it, but like OJ, like, I could see him do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
he OJ's a little off. Yeah. Like when you see interviews from him when he was like yeah. like in the league one night, you look at him and you're like, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, like and I feel like like he's he's got like a Twitter now or something like he's been posting on. I've like, seen that. Yeah, and I in one clip I heard on he was like bragging about what he did or something. Or like I didn't hear about that. Not almost bragging about it, but kinda like implying it. Because he said Oh, people don't like this or something. Like, we'll we'll go find them or something. You know? Oh, I did hear about that. Like, hey, man, you definitely shouldn't be saying that kind of stuff since you just got out for murder. I think people like that don't have the like the cognitive ability to realize they shouldn't be saying things like that. Right. I mean, they've already made bad choices in the past. Right. So they probably already. He's probably probably like, oh, I'm not going back to jail, so I could I could say this. Yeah. Well, it's not for this right now. At least not for this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's it's definitely wild. But, I mean, if Larry Wheels did it, shame on him. He deserves nothing but the worst. And fuck him and his career. But he's not really... He doesn't do anything, though. Yeah. So what does he do? He creates YouTube <laughs> it's videos. To, yeah, it's up to people. Stuff. Yeah. It's up to people, really. Yeah. You know, it's up to his followers, or you know, and all those kind of people. Because he doesn't compete. He doesn't... Right. You know, nobody really runs his shit. Right. He runs his own stuff. Right. But I did notice, like, I was on his Instagram today. And people were like commenting in his most recent photo. They were like, they're, they're calling him out. You're a clown. You're a clown. Yeah. And they're like, how comes you got rid of your commenting on your previous post and yeah. this and that? So like, he kind of is playing this "I'm guilty but not guilty" card. Yeah. And that's kind of why I think he might be responsible for at least some of it. Oh yeah. Because like, if you didn't do it, you would get out front, or at least try to get out front of it. Like, hey, look. I didn't do this. Well, it's hard when she has proof, happened. too. Yeah. Like, in her face. Yeah. Like, her face is fucked up, and then if she has audio, whatever, like... Yeah. That's the thing, is, like, I think he is guilty. And, well, that's the other thing we you and I were talking about earlier, you know, like, a lot of these guys are all on drugs. Yeah. There's no doubts about it, and if people don't think that guys like that are not on drugs, you're nuts. You don't build muscle mass like that right. naturally. Right. Your body has a limit of how much muscle mass and size it will put on naturally, mm-hmm. and you don't reach that without drugs. Right. And most of these guys are on stuff. So is it drug-related? I don't know. I mean, I think since I do have experience with that, um, I have felt at times where I do... I mean, there's times where I, I, I get angry, you know, at certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like, it's not just an anger thing either. Like, when you're on any type of uh, performance enhancement, it enhances everything you already have. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, like, the whole, like, stereotype, like, oh, is it boy rage, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, if you're not really an angry person to begin with, you probably won't be that angry on steroids. No, I agree. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you are if you have some type of anger or depression or whatever, it's probably going to be ten times worse. It's going to amplify it. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, when I first took steroids, like, I had suicide, suicidal thoughts all the time. I had anger issues like crazy after I was just getting over them. All this kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, it really just pushed, pushed it to another level. But then I kind of got used to it and it all calmed down. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. It could be. It very well could be because of that. Um, but it's also like in your bloodstream. So how are you supposed to know if it's what's what? He's True. still responsible no matter what he's taking. He's still responsible. Just like any drug addict. Oh, exactly. You're responsible for your actions. Right. Even a drunk person. Yeah. You know, people are like, oh, I only did it because I was drunk. I don't care. You're still responsible. You still I don't did. care what you. Yeah. 
you were drinking, so yeah, still did it. You know, it's the same, you know, same boat. Well, I mean, to to add to that, I think a lot of those guys they're they have a lot of stuff to prove to themselves, and they kind of have like a concept of what they view themselves as. Yeah, and maybe they're not achieving that, so they have some sort of you know complex and like an inferiority complex or whatever. Yeah, and you know, where's the easiest place to take that out? Someone who's close to you. Right. So, I mean, as someone who has a girlfriend that I've been dating for a long time, as someone has a wife, right. I mean, you get your fights. Oh, yeah. You argue. But I would never hit one. No. Not never. Never. Not at I mean, all. what would motivate you to even do that just blows my mind. And I understand, like, the whole crime of passion thing. Like, sometimes people just get so emotional, they can't help themselves, and something goes wrong. But you're still responsible. No, you can, you can, there's plenty, if you're anywhere, you can find an object that you can just wail on. Right. Yeah. Not a human being. What I don't do care you, if it's a man, woman, kid, right. whatever. But even animal. still, you should try to control your emotions enough exactly. to some point where you're not, like, blowing yourself out. Right. You know, that, that's one thing that I think is totally underrated is trying to control your emotions a little more. Exactly. So many people do not know how to do it. And yeah. it's very evident. And the fact that they have trouble controlling their emotions bleeds into everything you do. Exactly. You know, and that could be very well be, th- be you know, Larry Wilson's thing. He's just like, he is an even keel person, but then when he gets stressed out, he does not deal with it. He just explodes. Yeah. But at the same time, you should be beating your girlfriend. Yeah, man. Especially that, like... Um, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing that that I can think of or say like that can make me say like, oh, okay, he had a reason, blah yeah. blah blah. I'm not defending him in the least. No, right. I just want to state that, like, literally, I'm not defending either of any of those men. No, because they don't deserve to be defended. If they have some sort of evidence that says otherwise, I'll happily listen to it and I'll give them the chance. Right. Because I believe everyone. Are, Deserves some sort of redemption one way or another. Because even being accused, right? Even being accused of that, you're just like, like you got those skeptical, skeptical hippo eyes, and you're just like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, So, because it's like, why would you be accused of it if you weren't doing it? Right. You know what I'm saying? And I brought it before. Like, you could have like a ex-girlfriend or your girlfriend got mad at you and then she can just like splurt that out like say he raped me or something you know right. what I mean and that can take it real serious and one of my friends was like, falsely accused of raping college yeah, and see, it, that's bullshit. it literally and uh, it, it's ruined a good portion of his life because the police took zero action because once they listened to her story she was inconsistent on everything yeah yep. and she failed to report it when it immediately happened um, and well, when she said it happened and, um, you know, she basically was mad because he had started talking to another girl and it, it, he got kicked out of college. Yeah, yeah. You know, that hurts. And that's on his record. I mean, not political record, right. police record, at least, right. but, but on his college record oh, yeah. and he tried to transfer to a different college next yeah, year. I mean, just take you. Yeah. That, that's tough, man. It's really tough. But that's the thing about women too is like that pisses me off is like I understand it's got to be hard. I have no like experience with all that like happening to me or not like anything. Mm-hmm. But you have to know like that one lady, um, it was 30 years ago. How do you, how do you remember anything? How do you, how do you expect people to remember anything? 
Yeah. How are you going to have any kind of witnesses if it happened 30 years ago? But that's also tough, too, because times were really you know different. And speaking out, like, a lot of women were just kind of to the point where they were like... Right. I mean, well, even with the Michigan and, State, even with yeah. the Michigan State gymnasts, like, it took yeah. them a long time to come out yeah. with it. I'm like, at, le- at least this girl that happened with Sean Roden came out um, the day after. Yeah. That, that takes a lot of balls, though. It does. Good, good on her for doing it that. It does. I'm so glad that that happened, or else no one's going to believe her. Right. Good on her for that. You know? There's so many women that are abused, or yeah. you know, something happens to them, they don't speak up. Right. And she might have solidified it because they got to get DNA from his saliva on her. Right. Right. You know? You know? And... You know, there's so many different things, but I just feel bad. Like, I don't hate women for that, but I just wish, no matter how hard it is, is to just come forward and, you know, find it. There's so, like, we're so um, about equality now. There's so many women cops that you could talk to. Right. You know what I'm saying? If If a man doesn't believe you or something. Well, I think a lot of that is we need to make it safer and easier for rape victims of any kind, whether it's child abuse, sexual abuse from a woman or a man, uh, to be able to come forward and speak in a safer platform. Because so many times the media blows it up or, you know, they're afraid of what their neighbors are going to say. Or if, I, if, you know, the kids, the same thing with, with like pedophiles, the kids are always afraid to say something because, yeah. you know, the adult has gaslighted this child. Well, if you'll, you'll get in trouble too yeah. if you tell me. You know, they get... You basically get brainwashed into thinking it's yeah. not okay. Right. So that's why it's so tough. And we need to make it a safe spot, you know, for either a mental health counselor or maybe they train some detectives or police officers in techniques on how to deal with this. I'm sure they're probably doing this already. Yeah. But I think that's something they need to look into because so many times we vilify the victim a lot. Right. And that should not be okay in any form. Right. You know, it's scary probably being a woman, you know, my girlfriend lives in Philadelphia. Right. It's probably scary sometimes for a certain women to walk down the street at night. You know, they're like, they are always on edge. You know, is some guy going to pop out and try to rob me or, or yeah. something going to happen to me? Because that's probably a legitimate thought in their head. Whether they think it's going to happen or not, I mean, it's probably popped in your wife's head once or twice. Yeah. I know my girlfriend's voiced to me before or else she said that, you know, I felt scared before walking down certain streets. That's a legitimate concern. Yeah. So I, there's a lot to discuss there, and that could be a whole podcast on its own, you know, own thing right there. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um, you good? You want to look? You got time, or? I still got time if you want to keep going. All right. We can wait an hour and a half. We can keep rolling. Well, I got, um, I just have something to do with that on here if I can find it. Yeah, you seen this? I have not seen this. Where's this at? Uh, California, Stockton. Okay. Or just let the ad play. <laughs> Always an ad, right? Jeez. You man. know, we're like one of the few countries that allow, I think it's us in New Zealand that allows ads for drugs. Oh, for drugs? Yeah. Well, how else would they make money? By selling a drug at a reasonable price. I, I understand it though because it takes a lot of money to bring drugs to market. Right. But the same deal, like, why you gotta push it in our faces. Right. And, and like, the list of symptoms, like, 
may make your eyes bleed, your skin may peel off, and your toes are going to fall off. Yeah, by the way, diarrhea oh every single day. Why does everything give you diarrhea, too? That's, <laughs> that's what I've always wondered. Like, dude, it's every drug out there. By the way, like, I don't want to take any of that. With your first package, you get free adult diapers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this stuff's not natural. So How long is this? Uh, it's like a whole minute. Jeez. Well, I mean, this is Fox News. So they're just trying to get their uh, their stuff paid for for their clicks. Yeah, for real. Look, it only says add one to one, so I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, add one of one for an hour. <laughs> what if, like, they just had an entire, like, TV station of just ads? Yeah. Like, there's no content on it, just ads. It wouldn't be TV anymore. <laughs> I hardly even watch TV. Yeah, yeah I don't even. There's people that still do. I watch, like, live sports and stuff. Yeah, but that's different. But, like, you can pay for streaming services and that stuff nowadays, yeah. anyways. That's not how you should do it. Surveillance videos from Sunday night on everyone Boulevard in Stockton's Western Range. Whoa. Look at that video. You can see the group of males and females. Whoa. Yeah, they were just taking out the trash. They'll show the lady's face in a little bit. Dude, she got kicked in the face a few times. Ow. Tony's punk ass kids, man. Patrick Barbell says he helped his two neighbors shortly after the melee. At first, he scary well that's uh i don't know if you remember this but a few years ago a gang of kids ran through temples campus and was like beating random people up that's crazy yeah but that's so scary like what motivates you to just like randomly sucker well i crazy? think you know what they said it's not i dug more into it and um they said the husband and wife said they were taking out the trash and they said oh keep moving because the kids were like like hanging around or something mm -hmm. and then they just came and attacked them i was like there had to be more, because you notice all the kids are black. The two pe other people were white. You know what well, I'm saying? The they Hispanic. must have said something more the to those kids. Hispanic. And the one guy that's punching right there, he looks white, so I don't know. Like, I'm not, I don't want to stand up for the kids, but you got to look at it both sides. Because, like, they had to say more. Something definitely happened. The couple's definitely not telling everything that happened. Yeah. To get her beat like that? I mean, because there was, like, girls in, the, in that gang, too. Yeah. Like, two girls and, like, a couple of dudes. But still, she must have said something. There's definitely more to that. But that's just, like, that's crazy, though. I still hate that. But this whole, like, ganging up on people, because I've been jumped before, and it was awful. Yeah. Um, luckily, I got out with, like, no, um, I had, like, a bruised rib or something. Yeah. Because um, I got, dude, like, kicked me like a soccer ball. Oh. But, um, uh, they didn't take anything, so I was good. Mm -hmm. But, um... There was another one where uh, these kids like jumped a handicapped person. Yeah, I'm like, 
Well, that, that's uh, how does that feel? How does that make you feel tough? It's like being up a handicapped person. A lot of these like kids, a dude in a wheelchair or a girl in a wheelchair or something like that. A lot of these kids don't have proper uh, home lives, and a lot of them they don't. For me, that's not even an excuse. That's not an excuse, but I'm just saying, like when you get brought up in a world of violence, it's really easy to be violent. And I don't say we shouldn't hold them responsible, but at the same time, like what's their motivation behind? Just beating someone up. I mean, what? there's something deeper there than just like, hey, this handicapped guy, let's beat him up. Or, hey, you're white, let's beat you up. Or, hey, let's, you're black. Or That's all I'm saying. Like, 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 because they know they have, that gives them power. It's all, it's always come, it always comes down to power. I think. It's like the bully concept. Yeah. I don't have power in this arena, so I'm going to take it in another one. Right. Because what if they did that to someone that can fight? Yeah. I've seen that happen a few times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um... I don't know. Like, it's funny because I heard a story where these two guys were like honking at each other on the road and they both pulled over. And one thought he was going to do all this jujitsu stuff because he's like a black belt in jujitsu. Turns out the other guy was too. So they pretty much just rolled in the grass. <laughs> and then they got up and like shook hands. I'm like, that is so crazy. Like, you know what, I like, what are the odds of that? You know what I think is underrated? The ability to be able to just be like, you know what? I don't like you. Let's go fight real fast. I think there should be some sort of arena, especially for yeah. like teenage boys, where you can be like, all right, I know you don't like him, and I know you don't like him. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to organize some sort of boxing match or right. something where you guys can try to kick each other's ass, and you can get over with and shake hands. Right. Because Well, not even that, too. Like... Like, someone there to end it. Yeah. Because sometimes they just go on too long, yeah. and then sometimes where nothing happens. I remember and then, being in a fight in high school where I just saw a kid get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah. Like, someone should have stopped them, and, like, I was there, and I was like, I would do this, but yeah. uh, I will also get my ass kicked. Yeah. You know? And just, it went on too long, like, dude got jacked up. And you see that all too often. Yeah. It's just unfair. But. Yeah, but, I mean, people just gotta, you know, pay attention. I mean... Like, with the whole, like, road rage thing, like, one, you don't know if someone has a gun with them or a weapon. Two, you have to assume, like, I mean, I'm stealing this from, I think, where did I see this? Like, Fire the Kid? I think he said, like, assume that you're fighting, assume that Mike Tyson is in there with a AK-47. That's, you know a, that's a good thought. That's going to make you not going to go to that, like, try and get out your car and fight that person. Yeah. Now, I, I definitely have a rage before, and it's something that... Oh, I have it all the time. Oh, well, I'm terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I think my girlfriend's way worse than both of us, too. She usually hear her yelling, man. But, uh, like, i definitely been at the point where, like, you're ready to get out your car a few times. Yeah. But a lot of times, it's just, like, you have to take a step back go, let's just driving. I want to get to go where I'm going safe. Just take a deep breather. I've been trying to do that to myself. Like, okay, oh, yeah. take a deep breath. It's going to be fine. Like, just they're going to they're driving slow. They're going to turn off or you'll be able to pass them soon. Yeah. I just, I get blown away by the people who are like, riding your ass and then cut you off and weaving in out of traffic. Yeah, those people that, yeah. Those people that cause accidents right. and they, those are people that usually have like zero remorse when they do stuff like that to you. Yeah. Like, I've seen it all too often, especially when I'm driving to Philly, yeah. and you just see a dude on a bike, no helmet, just, like, weaving traffic. I'm like, you're going to get hit, and you're probably going to have a concussion or get worse. Maybe yeah. you'll die. And then you're going to, well, the worst part about it is you're going to hold all of us up. And yeah. What, you might die and get messed up. Plus, you're holding up all kinds of traffic. Exactly. You're probably going to cause some more accidents because of that. All because you think that you need to get somewhere faster than the rest yeah, of us. Yeah, I just started giving people a thumbs up. 
Like, <laughs> if they go by me, like, this one dude was, like, riding my ass through, like, Ellesmere. I'm like, dude, I'm saving your, like, you from You're about to get a ticket. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, this cop's I'm going speed limit. I've got, I've got a ticket in, in Ellesmere. So, I'm like, I'm... I know, too, man. So, um... And he was, like, riding my ass. He's got one of those, like, I don't know nothing about cars, but it's, like, something to make it real loud. But it sounds like shit. Exhaust on there? Yeah, exhaust. That's what it is. Yeah, a little fart cannon. Yeah, <laughs> and it sounds like shit. And, um... So, we are uh, on Kerwood Highway or whatever, and he pulled up next to me. And I was just like, and he and he just went like this. Oh, they always get so mad when you're when you're not. And he like and he like flew by me, but then we both ended up next to each other at a red light. I think it's hysterical. hilarious. I think it's hysterical. hysterical when people are just like. I usually drive pretty fast, uh, but like there's times where you're just like, okay, I don't need speed here. Yeah. And like you always see those people like your Jersey's the worst man. Like driving up the Jersey Turnpike, like you'll be like, I think the speed was like sixty five. So I'll usually drive like 70 or 75, something like that, you know, like pretty fast. Yeah. And then you get that one guy that just comes up creeping up on your ass. He's yep. driving like 90 and he can't help himself for just be up your ass until you get over. And then yeah. he flies past you and then you end up getting the second, the same exit. Yeah. And you're just like, Where, what did that gain you? Exactly. Absolutely nothing. And it's funny, like they think they're driving so fast and stuff, but I'm like, dude, I can drive just as fast. You're just pressing on the gas pedal harder. You're just That's all you're ass. doing. Yeah. Like... You're not, you don't have a fast car, so why are you trying, especially, like, guys in trucks? Oh, those are the guys with the funniest ones. The I'm guys like, why do you think your truck is fast? There are some diesel trucks that are pretty fast. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I have a buddy who has uh, a diesel truck that's pretty fast. I have another buddy who has a Ford Raptor. That's actually, that'll Oh, Raptor. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. no, Raptor. That'll forget. I have some friends with some really fast cars. Like, I have a buddy who has a McLaren. I got some buddies that have, like, um, dragsters and whatnot. Those are fast cars. Yeah. And I've been in some seriously fast cars that throw your head back and whatnot. I've been in like supercharged Corvettes and stuff. Right. Those are fast cars. And most of those guys, they'll speed a little bit, but they are, you're not going to see them flying down the highway leaving that traffic because yeah. they really don't need to do that. Yeah. That's the difference, you know. That comes back to the whole concept of like bullying in a different arena. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I exactly. need to take my power here on the road because I can't take it anywhere else. Exactly. Yeah. I think the one time I got closest to um, actually getting out of my car, we were at uh, UPenn and we're getting out, coming out of the parking garage. Oh, that's the worst over there. And um, so we we're at a we we're at a light and it was yellow and I like slow down to because I was about to turn red anyway. And um, the dude kept honking at me. I'm like, I got so I I took my seatbelt off. I climbed out my window. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yo, what the fuck you honking at? He was like, the light's green. I looked at it. I was like. No, it's fucking not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but I was just pissed off that he, because that was like the third time he honked at me. You know what I'm saying? And I should have just sat there and like, after, yeah, I, yeah. after I did it, I was like, oh, that was stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, there's been plenty times where I almost got out of my car too, but like, I've never actually got out of my car. I'm yeah. glad I didn't. Yeah. But there's been plenty of times where I thought about like, oh, you should just get out of this guy's ass. But like, again, what do, what do you gain from that? Yeah. So like, that's my concept I've been having lately with myself is just like, Okay, if you're going to do this, what does that get you? What are exactly. you gaining? What's the benefit? Is there a benefit? Exactly. And there's not. There's not at all. No. Because you're never gonna, probably going to see that person again. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, it's pointless. Yeah. But it's all about just, like, controlling. Like, we go back to, like, the whole Larry Wheels thing. Like, controlling your, like, attitude. Controlling yourself. Yeah. Controlling your emotions. People struggle with that a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough thing to work with because that's a lifelong battle. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I always look at my dad as an example because he's such a measured person. Okay. 
And I always look to that. I'm like, how did you get to be like this? Yeah. And it's just like he's been trying to attain this measured, great managerial persona his whole life. Yeah. So it's not like something he's just like, hey, I've been good at my whole life. He's right. like, hey, I had to work at this, you know. He's like, everybody has anger issues, you know, everybody's going to work through their own battles. Yeah. And when you get to that point of like, hey, you know, I can uh, be a measured person and sort of almost like keep that poker face, you know, yeah. like you may be angry or whatever. You know, I struggled with that a lot when I was like first started working. Yeah. You know, like I just get pissed. I'm like, God, why is this person just doing their job and this, that, and this yep. pissing me off, that pissing me off. And you realize like, why don't I just raise my blood pressure for something that I'm going to forget about when I leave work? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's easier said than done. It's tough. You know, but um, especially with me, like I was just in a basketball league a couple of years ago. Was it a couple of years ago? Maybe like a year ago. I don't know. But um, it was our last game or second to last game, right? Um, Last quarter, we were down by like 70. And um, I was running down the court and one of my teammates um, who's not even in the game, like steps in front of me and gets in my face and says, why don't you sit out, Ben? Why don't you sit out? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, whoa, what? And then um, he started really getting into my face. And I think that's what triggered me. Yeah. You know, because, and at this time, like I'm a lot better at controlling my emotions. Mm-hmm. But when he got that close, my old self came back. Well, that's like that fun just play really, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't shut up. I kept talk, I kept chirping until I left the building. Yeah. Like, because I was just that furious and I wanted to hurt him so bad. When you get But I knew up, I wasn't going to. Yeah, when you get worked up like that, it's so hard to yeah. go down. And I had my wife there, my in-laws there. Like, my in-laws saw me like that. Yeah. You know, so. Well, and like, you just, you feel so embarrassed later on. Like, I was. I was so mad. I, yeah, I wish I would have done something like that, like, differently. Um, I knew I wasn't going to hit him. Right. Because I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. I don't swing first. If he swung at me, it would have been a different story. Oh, that's an older story. Yeah. Um, but the fact that he got that close to me for no reason, and then he didn't say a word after that. He some, shut up. Some guys just like to talk, man. Yeah. I'm, I don't even know why he did it. I think he was like thinking like, I didn't sit out the whole game. So I thought I was doing other people a favor. Right. I wanted a break. Right. But no one would give me one. Yeah. And he thought I was like um, staying in there because I thought I was the best or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know. So we thought we thought two different things. He assumed something rather than taking me aside like a man and saying, "Hey, man, like, do you mind like coming out?" I'm like, oh, I would be like, "Oh yeah, fine. Yeah, I have no problem." That's but that's another thing too. People don't get in my face situations. You know, like come like that to me. I don't think so. That goes the whole thing with controlling your emotions. Like that guy should also control himself a little better too. Oh yeah. And I think he was trying to be, he wasn't very, um, I don't even know the word for it. I guess I would say manly. I don't like using those terms, but like, um, like he was skipping up and down the floor. He had a girlfriend that was on the team and I think he kind of wanted to like try and, um, show off for her. And then, cause she started getting in my face too. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Cause I was, I was just recent. I was just like showing her how to shoot a basketball before. Because she wasn't good at all. She yeah. was awful. Yeah. I don't think she's ever played before. But um, I was just showing her, like, and she was, and I was cheering her on when she would do stuff because yeah. she was new. She wasn't, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, but when her guy was in my face, she was like, oh, yeah, you need to come out. I'm like, I was just helping you. I always think it's funny when, like, women try to get in, like, 
another dude's face when they're like singing. Yeah, don't other. do it. Because like, other guys won't be as nice as me. Exactly. I've seen right. plenty There's, of yeah. plenty of videos like, when you'll girls get, get dead. Oh yeah. But like it's you'll kind get of like yeah. we talk about equality, I mean <laughs> I, I don't wanna I, like we were talking women being one that, but like some women deserve to be hit, not by me, but another woman, but like why are you chirping yeah. in another dude's face when you really don't need to be? Right, it's dangerous. You know, you like you're just as responsible for your actions as your boyfriend is. Yeah. You know, you should be trying to control yourself too. Or if anything, try to de-escalate the situation. Right. Don't assume that I don't hit women. Exactly. But I mean, you know, she, right. I mean, you would hope that she would assume that because you would hope that everyone's that nice, but right. I feel like this whole plot, but if you're a woman, that woman beating. <laughs> just the end of it. <laughs> just, <laughs> but if you're like, if you're a woman, you can't assume that a dude's not going to hit a woman. Oh Yeah. That's the whole. They can't get too comfortable. You know what I'm saying? That's that whole like fear of like, hey, what's gonna happen? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. You want to wrap it up, fella? Yeah, man. Let's do it. All right, let's wrap it all up. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, watching. Um. Yeah, and that's about it. This is Strong Tower Podcast. Ben Steele. We're out. Thanks for having me, buddy. See you.